Welcome, everybody, to another Wednesday edition of the Heat Ratio Podcast. I got it right. I'm your host, Tony Cotillo, by, joined by my co-host, John Coker, and Coach Dave Dixon. And we're here to talk. I don't want to be somber because we're here to talk about an Eagles loss, an Eagles-Saints breakdown. Uh, but, hey, listen, we can't win every game. And I want to start off by saying shout-out goes to Alshon Jeffrey. Okay, I want to start right off with that because it didn't come. I know it, it in theory it came down to that catch, right? Because I don't know about you two guys, but I had every belief that he was scoring on on that drive. Like they were scoring. I mean, he was going to get that catch. It was going to be like third and two. Okay, they had two two downs to get two yards, and I felt the magic again, and it slipped right through his hands. And let, let me tell you, you probably had to walk him off a ledge yesterday because that's how bad he felt. And then it comes out after the game that he was playing with broken ribs. Uh, you know, last year played with a torn rotator cuff. This year he's playing with broken ribs. Uh, they're not in the position that they should have been without him making some of the catches that he made. But I just want to say one other thing. And I've been a huge, huge Doug Peterson basher over the last two years. I really have. And one thing stood out to me that I am a Doug lover now, and I and honestly, and I think maybe I, I know Doug lover, like, baby. you know what? That really came off the tongue wrong. <laughs> yeah, Doug lover. Yeah, no, but perfect. I mean, man. I, Doug lover is I mean, awesome. Thank goodness Dave started laughing because I was just gonna let it go. But. I can see the signs out. Tony's a Doug a Doug lover. <laughs> yep. But you know, to see him wait outside the locker room and greet every single player. Like it, like they are a family. I mean, hug them, shake their hand, thank them. Like basically, like this is a Marine Corps. You're thanking them for their service. I mean, it just showed another side to me that said, "Wow, you know what? This guy maybe he does get it, and maybe his culture that he has and that he's created in this locker room." Listen, no disrespect to you, but in Pittsburgh right now, we're falling. It's a train wreck with yep. this Antonio Brown situation. And I love Antonio Brown, right? But we don't have that situation right now because they're trying to. And Andy Reid had this culture. So they're trying to build this same culture. And I think they've been successful. Uh, you know, you've seen the unfortunate injury of Brandon Brooks when he goes down and Achilles pops. I knew it as soon as they did the replay. It sucks. Whenever you see that non contact injury and you see, uh, you just knew it. The whole team, the entire team left the sidelines to shake his hand. I mean, let, let me tell you something. You're a coach. You're a coach. I'm a coach. And for something like that, it makes us feel good when we see our kids do that, let alone a, a group of grown men do that. And I think that that speaks volumes to the kind of coach that Doug Peterson is. And I've done a 180. And I'll tell you what, what he's done – in the last half of this season, to be keep able to keep these guys' emotions riding high, you know, stop them from looking down on themselves, have them believing, unlike myself who thought they were toast after that Dallas game, and he had this team turn around with 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 veterans that have come back, with castoffs that they've signed, with rookies that had to be pressed into play before they were ready. And we were one play, essentially, from going to the NFC Championship game against a team we should have beat. In all, you know, all facets of the game. So my hat is off to him and what he did. I am not here to ridicule this game by any means. I know we're going to break it down. Okay, people want to talk about, you know, that play. Why did they rush off to the line with two seconds left? They should have took the two-minute warning. Who cares? Who cares? That was the perfect play, the perfect throw, 
and should have been the perfect catch. I don't care if it was before the two-minute warning or after. It doesn't matter. Listen, the guy was trying to catch him off guard. That's all, And, and he actually did. Alshon just missed it. A ball he, he catches 99.9% of the time. Yep. Happens, right? So here we are. Uh, I get your, your two guys' takes on the game, but I'm not going to be here to bash anybody today. I'm really not. Uh, you know, I'm changing my ways a little bit. Jigsaw is going to be positive today. But I just think that, you know, we have a bright future. I cannot wait to see a healthy Carson Wentz because Nick Foles will not be the quarterback next year. Okay, that's not going you know, I'll, I'll give my predictions of where he goes later, but I can't wait for Carson Wentz. I can't wait for a full offseason, another draft, get some bodies in here, replenish, see what kind of moves they make. I'm all in. Fly, Eagles, fly. What do you guys think? Coach Dave's giving me the nod here. Coach here, Dave uh, ran in like with 30 seconds of spare. Yeah. I love it. Oh, well, I've from what I heard and, you know, even after the game the other night, um, you know, the sentiment's pretty much the same. It was not so much – I don't want to say disappointment. I mean, you know, you always want your team to win, but it was right. – It was the attitude is, look, guys, it was a good run. We still got a solid team, and, you know, it's kind of – you know, you're you're done with the wave. House money, now. right? Yeah. I mean, we were playing with yeah. house money that game. So, I mean, I think that's the uh, general sentiment, and I think that's what it – it really should be. And, you know, whether they hurried that play to Alshon or not, like you said, it, it, it went through his hands. Every single game comes down to three plays yep. and who makes them and who doesn't. You're and right. It really doesn't matter. It doesn't say what kind of player you are. No. You know, it's in that moment for whatever reason, things happen or don't. And, you know, I, I mean, go back. Cody Parkey gave, you, gave him the Eagles to win. You know, so Will Will Lutz gave us an opportunity. Uh, right, exactly. Right? So all Missing the a, all these things that never happens. Right. Oh I mean, God. that you, you felt it. You start to yep. feel it again. Yep. You know, it's crazy. The gods, the football gods, were gleaming upon us when he missed that. When Michael Bennett made the tackle, I'm like, yes. Oh my gosh, what a huge play! Right. Huge. There. Right. And then the kid missed the field goal. I'm like, the gods are with us again. We get the ball right there. But it's almost like the gods worked against us in the, in, the, in the fact that the gods were on the Saints side because last year we all remember in that Minnesota game with that fluke yep. play, right? You know, Minnesota's running down the sideline. New Orleans think they're going to the Super Bowl. Yep. Right? And lo and behold, this year, a fluke play for the Saints. So maybe yep. it's a way the football gods getting back. Hey, it is what it is. It was a great, great ride. It was a frustrating beginning of the season. It was up and down. Uh, tons of injuries, but listen, my hat's off to the team. Uh, they they kept it interesting. They kept me they kept me enthused. They gave me something to cheer about week in and week out. And you know, I'm ready for 2019. What's up, Dave? What do you think? Ah, uh, yeah, here we go. I mean, Schwartz. Hey, uh, well, I, I, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm going to still stay on Schwartz. Yeah. Well, no, I was. We didn't really, you know, we talked about the Alshon play, but we didn't get into. So, you know, some of the things that we oh. noticed even in oh, that we'll definitely game. Get into you know, that. I, Absolutely. Go ahead, Dave. You're you're good at uh starting to pick things apart. Yeah. Well, what, what, I'll start with not taking the penalty to on the punt and to make it third and eleven. Nah, you're crazy. Why? Am I that, crazy? That's a tough one. No. That's why a, why you, wouldn't you take the penalty? You do, do not give a prolific offense another chance to beat you with a Hall of Fame quarterback's arm. You don't do it. So I don't think you so, do. It. <clears throat> my opinion is you do it 
because if he's going to drop back a pass, you have options there. Yes, they could convert, but he could fumble. You could intercept. They were they were converting third and sixteen. Yeah, that's so because we were gonna, our but, man but, Schwartz but third and uh, long. That's because he doesn't blitz. That's because he doesn't. Who was blitz. he going to blitz with? A linebacker. Uh, he blitzed with Malcolm uh, once or twice, and, and then what happened? Stopped. They completed the ball. Exactly. Yeah, but. I can't put this well, on, on. I'm not. I'm not putting Schwartz. it. I'm not putting it on anybody. Hey, you're not I'm, the only I'm one, the, though. By any means, I'm, you're listen, not the only one. I've by been any consistent means. about my you problems have. with Jim Schwartz. I don't like his philosophy. It's just. It's my opinion. I don't. I don't like it. I think everybody knows that you have band aids, as you called them, prior Tons to the of show. Tons of band aids. Right. So you're asking your band aids to we cover like- to cover five to seven seconds longer and not helping them out. And you're asking your four-man rush, who who almost got there several times, yeah. against a beat-up offensive line, to make a play, and they almost did. If you add another guy once or twice, and do you remember me talking about putting Breeze on the carpet? Yeah, they did it a couple times. Did you see his face? Did you see him getting oh, off the yeah, carpet? He, he doesn't did. like to be hit. Of course he doesn't. So instead, Jim Schwartz, the mastermind that people love, he decides to put the band-aids and play coverage with the band-aids. You can't do that. You can't do that. In my opinion, you shouldn't have done that. You left them out to dry. How many third and longs did they convert? A ton. And, uh, right. So people talk about yards. Uh, people you, talk about people talk about our offense not moving the ball. Third quarter. How long did Drew Brees hold that ball for? I had an eleven minute drive. Eleven yep. minute drive. You want to know why we didn't score in the second in the, in the second half? We were tired. We didn't have the ball. Yeah, but. But we were tired as well. That's why we gave up those points. I mean, those dudes were spent. Yeah, they were. They were spent. You could tell. Because Schwartz's defense is flawed. He needs to put – Well, the name of the game is hitting the quarterback, fellas. I'm telling you right now, Art, the way the NFL is constructed right now, D-backs have a tough time coverage. They throw a flag on you. The only thing you can do, kind of, is hit the quarterback and blitz the passer. Our guy decides not to do it. He relies on Fletcher, and 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 Fletcher is a problem. Oh my God, God bless that dude. Yeah, you ain't lying. He, thank God he's on our team. <laughs> I know. If we have one, give me one more stud and rusher. Give me another stud and rusher in the draft and free agency. The defensive line is going to be problems. Yeah, because Bennett's back next year. Well, and we I, need, think, I, I need, still we, think I still think you got another good year with Bennett. I, I agree. I'm hoping, but we need. Give me. I need. I want somebody else. I want one more guy. But my my listen. It's it, my opinion is that the D back is hard enough to play, and our D backs, those kids, what they did well, they tackled LeBlanc, yeah. Maddox, Douglas. Who was it? Was it LeBlanc hit the guy out of bounds in the open field? Uh, uh, Kamar, who hit Kamar out of bounds, hit him, hit him down low. Yep, it was Maddox, what, and his was ankle, it his ankle oh, like yeah. buckled. Yeah, it was yes. a, ooh, but that was a hell of a play. Yeah, yep, hell of a play. But I still say to your to to, to your not defense, but I'll say to my argument against you of Schwartz and that defense is if you told me that I was going to give up twenty points to the Saints, I'm, I'm winning that game nine times out of ten. And I wouldn't argue that. So it's hard for me to sit here, and I know you're not blaming the game on Schwartz because you've listen, you have been 100 percent straight as an arrow on Schwartz in your opinion. I get it, but what I'm saying is it's hard for me to put this game on him. This game was listen, we just didn't make the plays. We could talk about yeah. numerous plays. Listen, Golden Tate on that on that jump ball, yeah, he needs to make a better play. Yeah, 
Okay, Zach Ertz needs to make a better play. Nelson Aguilar needs to know. I don't know what he was doing. Man, that was a touchdown. That's a touchdown. That's a, That's turns, a perfect throw. He turns inside. Yes. That's a touchdown. On, so, a, bl- on a blitz on, pick. Yes. Oh. Yes. So there was there was multiple plays that yes. I, I'm sure Nick and, Foles and the receivers would want back. And Alshon's play. Wait, we're on the 27-yard line. So the reason why I think we rushed it so is we could we could get the two minute time as a timeout. As out. a time because we only yes. had two. Yes, that was. Or wait, the, did we have one at that time or two? I'm not sure. He burnt a timeout. Yeah, the first play to get in the second third, half. in the third quarter, yeah. which like that's another thing on yes. Doug. Yeah, I'm like, what in the world would you call? Take the five yard penalty. That place was loud. That yeah. place was it loud, was. man. It was. So my point to that: take the five yard penalty. Don't burn a timeout. What's five yards? You know what? I really think it was instinct. Like, I don't think he was thinking. I think it was instinct. You saw the play clock, called the timeout, and didn't really realize that, oh, crap, we're like, you we f- just started the second half. I think it was more of a habit of I'm doing I'm wondering it. if Foles was getting talked to in his ear, burn a timeout. Or, or, yeah, something. But I didn't see on the sideline. I thought Doug called the timeout. I don't know. You know how I don't know. Yeah, right, right, right. I don't know who out. called it. I, I don't th- know it had who to be Doug, I think. It had to be somebody on the sideline, I would think. I, didn't I see thought this, to... that's why I'm blaming Doug. Yeah, yeah. yeah the minute they did that. Yeah, yeah, I think it was definitely. You take a five-yard penalty then because, you know, that, that timeout. Uh, that they're gold. They're gold. Yep, yep. So – all right, so that's my negative rant about the whole thing. What's your positive rant, Dave? The, the, I, I love their heart. I love this coach. I really do. I'm with you. With uh, I'm on board, even though I think he's a goofball with a lot of stuff. He, those players love him. They do. They they, they absolutely they and, do. And he, and he, and I know, listen, I'm saying this word love. Like, I hear, when you hear Nick Foles talk, he's like, I love my teammates. I love, and, and I'm, I'm like buying into it now. Like, it's it's a lot of man loving going on, and I know us three love each other so much, so we can we're, we're used to that. So, but my point is that these guys really, and what you talked about the injury thing, and they're all round. It's they play for each other. Yes, and if they can keep the nucleus and that mentality together, which is going to be very difficult, we could spend a whole show on. Our, our our free agent acquisitions that We're have, that have made it. that have made this team oh, that yes. that have made this team and that are going to be coming and going. Um, You're right. Whole another whole we could spend many hours on yeah. that part. But absolutely, uh, the team is is uh, there. There's a lot of bright spots, um, and Foles will be gone. Uh, and 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 I would love to say let's try and make it work somehow because I, I was. I know it's it's not going to, but um, it, it was overall it was a fun season. These last five four weeks were a lot of fun. They really and, were, and uh, they you know, really really were. It, this is so. I was trying to explain this to my family. Maybe you guys can understand my thinking. I I would have rather gotten blown out that game, and I'm going to tell you why. We were on the 27 yard line of winning that game, <laughs> and we just had the best team in the NFL on the ropes, as as we think. And that goes to tell me that we were that close to winning again. Oh, and yeah. they were on a roll. They were on a special roll. And so that loss pisses me off more than getting blown out. Getting blown out, you chalk it up, you're like, ah, we just didn't have nothing today. And they're, they're that much better than us. Losing a game like that, to me, in, in an athlete's mind, I'm like, we're, we're that close. 
I'll tell you, man. And if I, if, if you're, I, you're absolutely right. Because now, God, I'm, I'm, done, I'm absolutely I'm, right. I'm, I'm, that's my rant. <laughs> no, no, it's fine. I mean, you're absolutely right. I tell you, as much as love as I have for Doug P. Now, I can't stand Sean Payton. Oh, and yeah. I, and he used to be on my, my love list. Well, he's he's a great coach. Man. No, he's, he is. But you know what irritated me? And I am so, listen. I am such a people watcher, right? So I watch the game and I try to pick things out. It's the end of the game. They already won, right? Last play, they already won. And he's adamant on the sideline because some of the Eagles players were crossing the line of scrimmage to shake hands with this. Like, he's screaming at the ref, get him off the line. Like, yo, dude, you're, you already won, man. There's no need for that, right? There's no need. And I was watching a handshake between him and Doug. Yeah. And Doug was really trying to embrace him. And he kept wanting to. Yeah. Get away! Like yeah. get away from me! Get away yeah. from me! You know, and then Kamar and Ingram go on with the uh, with the ski mask uh, after the game. Yeah, come on, man! I didn't see that. Yeah, they did. So you know how I feel about Kamar, right? Yeah, grow up. Did you see? Grow him? up. Did you see they were trying to get in Kamar's head, landing on him, hitting him? Um, who's the big tackle for us? Um, Jason Peters. No, no yeah. defensive tackle. Oh, d- oh, uh, the got the taunt. Jernigan got the yeah, he's still right over top of him. Yeah, oh, yeah. They were trying to give it to him because they know they don't like him either yeah. for exactly the same stuff that you're yep. talking about. Yep. Yeah. And hit. as much as they wanted to downplay um, the revenge factor. Oh, it was huge. I don't care what anybody says. Those players know that that team put a drug on them and, and they wanted to come in and, and beat their behinds in. No doubt. No doubt. Now. Are you good with the game, John? You got a, yeah. any last minute thoughts before no, I want to want to fold? No, but just just in terms of you know Schwartzy, I'm, yeah. I'm a, look. I'm. This is what I saw. All right, you have Michael Thomas. They are not putting anyone on him. They're not pressing him. I see four defensive backs sitting at the first down marker. Michael Thomas catching a ball three yards short of the first down turning and getting the first down. How many times do we see that? Uh, he found a nice soft spot in the zone, I'll tell you that. Every time. Yeah, every does. time. So how many soft spots in the zones are there? <laughs> like, you got to put a guy on him. You know what I mean? You got to make – they just sat there and waited for him to catch the ball, and then they and then he would get the extra two yards. That that aggravated me. Yeah, Did but you hear the it? announcers say that, that we had more D-backs on the field yeah. than they had receivers? I was just yeah. going to say I, that, I, yeah. yes. Yeah, and they're still completing the ball. <laughs> they're so, so, uh, that's, it's reality. But come I, on, guys. Because hey, Schwartz at, stinks. No, no, look, come on uh, with, the, with the D-backs. Look, at the end of the game, and you're watching this, and Michael Thomas is eating you up. Call timeout. Do something. I mean, I don't want him to burn a timeout, but, dude, you, you got to do something. You said they were gold earlier. What? You said they were gold. I, now you won't burn well, I'm, I'm, th- I'm, thinking, I'm, I'm thinking basketball. There's offense and defense. You got time to ream them out, if, you know what I mean, when they're off the field. But, um, you know, and then, Dave, you know what you were saying about blitzing? Uh, yes, you got to get in breeze. And, it, it, you know, first half, they were getting in his face just with the front four pressure, which was all well and good. But if you're not getting to them in the second half, you have to do something. You know what I mean? You got to throw it. I didn't want to blitz. I was sitting with guys that were saying, yeah, start blitzing. This was in the first half. I'm like, if you're getting pressure with them front four, the last thing you need is to take away one of your defensive backs when you're already short. You know what I mean? And you got some young guys back there. You know, you better hope that blitz gets there because Breeze will pick you apart. So as long as you're getting pressure initially with your front four. 
But then, look, second half, it was a whole different ball game. You know, you got to change something up. And you can't be predictable with it. That's the thing with the Blitz. You can't be predictable, and you got to do it from where they're not expecting it on the downs they're not expecting it. That's when it's effective. So, I mean, that's the way it went. The game came down to, you know, Alshon missing it, but there were plays to be made. There was plenty of plays to be made. There really was. I mean, even – and, and they, they had the right call on for the fake punt. They just didn't stop them. I mean, they left their base defense in there. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, well, so they, they and they you know, stopped that whole fake first, punt. I, you know, I, you said what well, was I was I done? I look, I don't know what the right call is, Tony. I'm kind of more on your side with. I don't want to give that offense another no. shot to get 11 yards. But my biggest factor was if I'm Sean Payton, am I really that ballsy call making that call? You're at your own 30-yard line, down 14 points. This is the game. If you don't get that one yard and you give them the ball and you're down 21, you ain't coming back. And that 21 would have sealed the victory. Well, how about- It was that play. So, it, it, you know, that's what would have swayed me was I don't think this guy's got the gajones to go for it in this situation. And, and he did. He did. And he made it. But the other play- and, 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 and come on, we all talk about this, right? We all talk about what do you do when there's a ball rolling on the ground? Okay, I know we live in a sports center age and everybody wants to be on web gems and everybody wants to be on prime time. Everyone wants to scoop the ball up and get the, you know, sell touchdown celebration. BG, fall on the ball. He said it too. After, you know, right? Did you hear him say it? After, in Absolutely. I should have fell on the ball. I mean, I yeah. know you get in a moment. You know, it's hard for me, but come that could have been a game changer. That could have been another game changer. So, yeah. yep. listen, Well, you, you just pick, you just, you can pick out three plays right there. Yep. Alshon's drop, BG not falling on the ball, and the fake punt. Yep. Oh, the fake punt changed it all. That was the momentum breaker. Yeah, they scored on that drive. Yeah. And yeah. then, and, but that was the, that was what changed the game. Yeah. That well, was how what about going, how about going for, for the touchdown? Yeah, on fourth down, not uh, kicking yeah, a field that goal. That, not kicking a field I'll goal. I'll tell you what, that was really big. But what did they do? They knew Rasul Douglas is out of the game. Yeah, you know we have Hawkins in the game. He was a journeyman, special teamer. Yeah, and he listen, Breeze just picked him apart. Yeah. I mean, it is. Listen, we it, the injuries, in my opinion, is not an excuse, but they finally came back to bite us a little bit. Yeah, and we weren't able. You know, the the Saints are. I mean, you said best team in football, pretty bold statement. Yeah. They're definitely one of my top. Well, they, they're right? obviously top four. Right. <laughs> so, you know, you when you make mistakes, and we all know this as coaches, when you make mistakes against good teams, they make you pay for them. So, yeah, they get highlighted. Right. right. And, and, and that's what happened. And you know what? Listen, again, it was a, a really good season. I don't want to beat it to death. Yeah. You know, I, you know, I think we could all sit here – and say at different moments of the season we were ready to give up. Oh yeah, you know yeah. Uh, for me it was second a Dallas, Dallas game. loss. Uh, yeah, yeah, and we all thought we were done, right? So, I mean, just to be able to move past the first round, get to the second round, and actually should have been in the third round, and, and to play that hard against that team, I think is a a testament to every player and coach, and I think that was great. But now we talk about the other end of this, right? We talk about. You know, like Dave said, we could have a, a, a topic of free agency for more than an hour long, two hours. So, you know, there's guys on this team we have to think about. Do we bring back? Do we not bring back? 
but the number one guy is the situation with doing Nick Foles. I'm with Dave. I would love if there was a way to work out some Howie magic and to keep Nick Foles as a backup on his team for one more year. It's just I know it's not going to happen, but it would be great if it were. Uh, I know there's this this side thought that maybe they could franchise him and trade him. I don't know how doable that is. Yeah. I, I, you know, I'm not a numbers guy. I know it's twenty plus million dollars to franchise tra- franchise Nick Foles, but you know, I don't know. You know, are you happy? Can you get a third round pick for him? Can you get a second round pick? Can you even get a first round pick? I'm not sure. All I know is I think everybody understands he's not going to wear eagle green. Uh, I, I, my personal opinion is I think he's going to be Gruden, John Gruden's quarterback in Oakland next year. Uh, I think John, we've talked about this before, Brad Johnson guy, Rich Gannon guy, he likes the veteran arm. They have a lot of draft picks out there. They're going to have a lot of younger guys. He figures, I want a general in the field. I want a guy. First, I thought maybe it could be like a Flacco, okay? But I really think he likes Nick Foles a lot more, and I think that's a good fit for Nick. I really do. It's good climate out there. You know, they're they're going through a move, uh, big state. And so, listen. Everything could fall together for Nick Foles. What do you guys think? You see him in any you know specific spot or area or? I I said uh, Raiders as well. Oh, does it? Okay. A couple uh, shows back, I, I I think it's the right pick for it both seems of like them. A match, for both match of them, made in heaven, yeah. right? Oh yeah, absolutely. And you talked about um, a general. So. What what better way to bring young players into yep. a team and say, okay, here's my MVP Super Bowl winning quarterback that you're going to listen to. Yes. He's going to be an extension of Gruden. And uh, there they go. Uh, West Coast two, offense guy. Oh, yeah. It, it's a I, no-brainer. Yes. I think I think that would be – I would love to see him out there. It would be fun watching him I, play out there. I'm with you. I would too. I do. Uh, um, my brother's got season tickets out there to the new stadium. He bought them. Get out of here. Yeah, I thought that was a pretty cool idea. Oh, I like that. Does that um, mean we've got a road trip? Absolutely. He's only got two seats, but we can make it work. Oh, we, we, we do something. Tailgate. I'll watch the game for the parking lot. <laughs> I <don't know. laughs> Yeah, well, I'm with you. I, I'll spend too much money in the stadium <laughs> on beer. I was going to say, yeah, you'll go broke buying them $12, $13 beers. What yeah. do you think? You like them in Oakland? You see them anywhere else? Yeah, I really haven't looked over the quarterback landscape and who wants it. I mean, it seen on paper, it sounds like a good fit. I mean, you got to figure what 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 are they going to do with Carr though, and uh, and yeah, how is Foles going to mesh with Gruden? Gruden is not a Doug Peterson. No, you know what I mean. No, so he's you, not you, Doug. You know, if Foles has his choice, you know, it's it's really going to be more his call and where he feels right, comfortable. John. You know, it's it's almost like what Golden Tate said about his contract. Dude, he signed, you know, when he first came up for a free agency, he took the highest bidder, went to Detroit Lions. Now, second time around, this it's, not is about, his, it's not about the money. Yeah. It's about what's a good fit, and that's where Foles is in, in his career. So, yeah, I think we would all we would all like to see that offense with Foles in it, but, you know, I don't know if that's something Foles would want to do. And, I, I, and truthfully, like I said, I haven't really thought about the, lands, the quarterback landscape, you know, and, and what the good fit is. It's almost like was uh truthfully that, how yeah. how about Arizona? That's another that's another yeah. Well, another how spot. About, how I mean about, what's that say to Josh Rosen but the point is look if you have some you got to have a quarterback back here. I you agree. got you got David Johnson. I don't know if Larry Fitz is coming back but defense ain't that bad. For them to finish the way they did, it was the quarterback play. Oh, no doubt. I got he he 
you brought up Arizona, and Bruce Arians is back in the league. And where did go? Tampa Bay. So that would be another good fit. That now you talked about uh, personalities with Foles meshing with oh, Bruden. Bruce, Arian. Bruce Arians is yeah. more of a yeah, quarterback whisperer. Yeah, he has Jameis. You're getting rid of that idiot. He's no, going. No, no Jameis Winston will be gone. He's starting quarterback this year. Absolutely. I agree with Tony. He's starting quarterback. Not saying that I would make that you move. You think Bruce Listen, Arians is he, going to keep Yes, he came Jameis out Winston? and said, I, I was shocked, Dave. I was shocked. I don't know if you've seen him. No. He came out and he said, I told everybody I would only come out of retirement for the right quarterback, a special guy. And I know Jameis is that guy. He said, I caught down a couple of his mistakes. He says, and, and he will be fine. So oh, Bruce sees something in James. Listen, I don't know. You know, you know what I mean. I, yeah. You never know. Different mentality, and we're going to get into some Baker Mayfield talk later because, uh, you know, John refreshed my memory off air, which I wanted to bring this story up. So we're going to bring it up at the end. But let's talk about the other games real fast. Oh boy, you know, was I wrong? Before, I, yeah, before go ahead. I'm, I'm, it's just something that I noticed. You uh, know, watching Michael Bennett in that jersey with the pads with hanging out. <laughs> No, what I want, and and we gotta go, we we gotta we gotta oh, make no. Eagles jerseys, but they're tank tops, so it looks just like the Michael Bennett jersey is no longer a jersey; it's just sold as a tank top. Don't they have them for women? Well, I want it for men. I want it to look just well, like I want it to look just like Michael Bennett's on the field. All you rolled, better pump boom. up some iron, then, uh, dude. Oh, I didn't say I'm gonna wear it. Yeah. <laughs> but if I want noticed, I want the replica jersey of Michael Bennett. Fletcher Cox was starting to wear one like that too. If you notice the last few games, it was getting smaller he, he and tightened, smaller. He tightened it up he a little trying, bit. Yeah, I'm he just saying. Yeah, up a yeah, bit. But nobody has it like Bennett. No, dude. nobody. Uh, you just talking about Fletcher Cox? I have visions of him being held every play. Oh, every play. You can't contain flag every play. You can't contain a guy. He, uh, how about when he go? I mean, like you said, you would have had to cut my leg off to get me off the field. Yeah. And he was hurting. Uh, I don't know what's wrong with him, but he was yeah. hurting. Yeah, and he came back and disrupted the next. Oh like, he my was, god! He, it was unbelievable yeah. in that game and the season. Listen, it, he he's, he, he's he a was, problem. Yes, uh, he's a stud. Yeah, and I'm glad he's on our team. Damn but right. I I don't want to sit here and break because we had a lot of other times to talk about. Yeah. I don't want to break down every single game, but. This weekend, it kind of was odd in the sense that it went the way everybody presumed it would be by the sense of national prognosticators with, hey, who's going to be 1-2-1-2-1-2? So, I mean, to me, I was asked today, there was a segment on uh, uh, when, uh, WNG Radio in, in Tampa, and it was like, listen, who do you pick for the Super Bowl? And I'm like, listen, I think the NFL would love to see a Saints and Chiefs matchup, only because, to me, they're the most high-scoring offenses in the league. So I think NFL is all about points. They don't want a boring shoot. They want a replica of last year. Mm. They want a 40-point-plus game on each side, 500 yards of offense. Yeah. This is what they want. Actually, and, yeah. the question is, I does, think they'll get it. Does the NFL want a Patriots Super Bowl? I don't think they do. I think they're done with the Patriots. The I Patriots mean, uh, are not done. Holy right, Moses, right? was I wrong on that? Boy, did they, we, we all were wrong. Well, yeah, but, man, they really <laughs> they made a statement. Let's talk they? about that game. And, and, I'd and rather what, not. <laughs> and, but, but what did they do? And we've talked about this. You know, I Run have all football. of us. Yes. A la Corey Dillon in the Super Bowl against the Eagles, right? So, in that year, they, they relied heavily on a run, and I think this year they've relied heavily on a run as well again. I mean – 
This is what they do. Look, I didn't see much of that game. I was at sports and all that. But uh, the one thing that I just kept seeing, how was New England? New England was in Rivers' face. It seemed like the whole, like every every play that I saw. And their defense isn't even that good. No, that right. They're not even that good. Yeah, and I was the whole surprised. the whole concept of going into Gillette Stadium in the playoffs and playing, it's not a testament to the team going in that it's too formidable. I think the Patriots, just the way they play at home, it has nothing to do with the environment. It doesn't have to do with the team being inferior. It has to do with the how the Patriots play at home. They don't lose, period. Well, that like, was that was a, a complete. To, to your point, at home, it was a complete dink and dunk offense, though. Mm-hmm. Have you seen it? I mean, yep. James White had 15 catches for 97 yep. yards. And it, Edelman it, was right? the only other one other than the Dorsett touchdown. I mean, Sony Michelle had two touchdowns. Three, I think. Did he have three? I thought he had two and Burkett had one. Uh, maybe. It could have been. I thought, I thought he ended up with three. But And Melvin Gordon had 15 yards rushing. Yeah, so he, had, he had three you're, touchdowns. You're not gonna, oh, did he? Wow. You're not going to get it done for San Diego if, if Melvin Gordon has 15 yards rushing. So, only yeah, nine carries. Right. Uh, that's not going to get it done. My 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 belief in um, the quarterback. What's his name? Oh my Rivers. God. Old man Rivers. Old man Rivers. He looked. He looked the same. What I mean, really? So the stat I saw going into that game is that Tom Brady was seven to zero against Philip Rivers. Yeah, yeah, Rivers was always seven. End of story. Uh, <laughs> I'm like, oh my gosh! That, well, it's got to change eventually, right? Uh, I don't. And, know. Yeah, I was hoping I, it was going I, I, to be so, that day. So did I, but didn't happen. And what was the, the final of that game? 38? 41, 40, 28. Oof, 41 to twenty. Ouch! They beat the hell out of. Yeah, they th- made a statement. Was, they mm. made a statement. I, I'm hoping. So now, our our team's out. Yep. I'm rooting for KC. I'm rooting for Andy of to course. win to win one. If you're a true Eagle fan, you want. Big Red to win a ring. Yeah, he deserves it. I do, and I would, I would yeah. like nothing but him to kick the crap out of Sean Payton. Yeah, honestly, I would love nothing, so, nothing more. So Andy had, they had four rushing touchdowns. Yes, they did. They ran the football. Damian Williams, he yeah. is literally erased. Damian, Will- Daryl Williams. Damian, don't call me Daryl. Nah, Williams. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'll, 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 just, ahead, I'll just give a shout out right now to uh, you know the uh, play the playoff fantasy league that uh, that locked we did. me out by the way. Yeah, uh, yeah. Everybody, if everybody but like a couple people couldn't Jigsaw's get in for judgment some reason. Couldn't get in there. So uh, yeah, the first sitting in first place is Coach Dave with Daryl with with Daryl Williams, not <laughs> Damian. So if he if you actually had Damian Williams, you would be so far above. Everybody else, it's not even funny. I don't know what Dave was doing when he put that roster and, together. And I picked Philip Rivers and and uh, Russell Wilson as my quarterback. They're both out. Yeah, yeah. they're done. They're well, home. They're yeah. home eating popcorn. Yeah. Everybody else is playing. So I asked the commissioner of the league. I said, "Listen, I picked the wrong Williams." And he didn't know what to say. He's like, "You're out of luck." I don't think <laughs> I have the ability to change the rosters. <laughs> wow. Uh, we won't shame. say it was a glitch. Don't say that, John. Yeah, we're just going to make yeah, it like sound it. like, like uh, we're inept at our jobs. If it, if it was done right in the first place, we would oh, oh, oh. that was coming around. That's a tough one, man. I mean, Damien, Daryl. I have another brother, Daryl. Yeah. <laughs> that coming to America, right? No. Oh, that's the Bob Newhart show, wasn't yeah. it? No. No, yeah. It was the Bob yeah, Newhart. Bob yeah. This is my Newhart. brother, Daryl. Yeah. Um, my name's Larry. Yeah. This is my brother, Daryl. And this is my other brother, Daryl. You guys are older than me. 
No, I know I am. I didn't watch Bob Newhart. That was a funny show. Sorry. I think uh, I that, that was vaguely a, remember that, that, was, that was that was in the time before TV remotes where you actually had to get up. <laughs> I was off watching the couch like, to actually change it. I was watching Hang with Mr. Cooper. I wasn't watching Bob Newhart. So, but anyway, Fancy Island. Remember Fancy Island? Oh, tattoo. Yeah, the plane, the plane. I love that kid. Yeah, that was... <laughs> but so you have New England against Kansas City, right? And we have the Saints against the Rams. So, let's just talk. I'm so, oh, by the way, the Dallas game. Talk about uh-huh. that real. What, what's uh, thank God, uh, C.J. Anderson. This guy. I mean, number one, he's dude. How big does right? he look? He's on the Eddie Lacy diet. <laughs> he really is. I mean, this dude's huge. I looked at him. I was like, dude, can somebody get a jersey and to he fit this guy? He don't even try to avoid no. contact. He's running. If there's like two tacklers, instead of hey. running away, he's just going right at him. But what? A, what? What a gold mine, you know? Yeah. What a gold mine, but. You know, the best thing about Dallas winning is right away I seen the Jason Garrett. Uh, I mean, Dallas losing was a Jason Garrett extension. So, oh, good. Good. Sign him for another seven years. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm yep. all in. Yeah. I'm all in for Jason Garrett. But so now you got Rams, Saints. You got Chiefs, Patriots. I'll go first. I'm going Saints, Chiefs, Super Bowl. What do you guys think? Oh, Dave, go ahead. I agree with that. You like I, that? I want to see that. I want, I, 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 and I, I do. I want to see. I, I want to see that too. And I'm with you. I, I well, I said it already. I want to see Big Red get one. And uh, you know, I'm going with the uh, the Chiefs and the Rams. And, Chiefs and, and, and the Rams. In the way uh, my picks go, it'll be the Patriots and Saints. And <laughs> <laughs> I like that. I, I'm glad you picked the Chiefs and the Chiefs Rams. Chiefs and Rams. That's what I'm going with. So at least one of those teams should be opposite with your luck. So probably we both. should be good. Uh, but I want to switch gears a little bit here because one I, I seen a great storyline today uh, it was on mlb.com the official mlb.com twitter page that said don't worry philly don't get upset your week's about to get a whole lot better and there's a picture of bryce harper around in first base so i firmly believe as this show goes live the in, the the, in, the information will begin to heat up, and by the weekend on Saturday, I firmly believe that Bryce Harper will be a Philadelphia Philly. Uh, I I really think that, you know, in preliminary stages. Listen, this is all game, right? This is all all these rumors, is agent leaks in order to drive up prices. We know how this works. You have the most powerful agent in baseball, and Scott Bars. Okay, we've dealt with him before. You know how he works. This isn't something that was going to get done in a day and boom, it was going to come out at midnight on a free agency of Bryce Harper signs. We knew what this was going to be about. It does suck. It's drawn out. It's boring. Okay, it go every day. It's something new. But at the end of the day, when I say Bryce Harper's a Philadelphia, Philadelphia Philly, does that make you excited? I know it makes me friggin' excited. Because I'll tell you what, after watching some of the garbage that we were given to watch, I mean, you're telling me now that you're going to have a team that includes, you know, Gene Segura, Andrew McCutcheon, Reese Hoskins playing his actual position, right? Bryce Harper. I mean, I'm excited just thinking of those names. And and I, I honestly, here's my prediction. I don't even think they're done. I still think there's a 50-50 shot that they sign Machado and Harper. I really do because if if the if the the rumors are correct and the storylines are right that he only has one offer right now from the Chicago White Sox for 8 years and they're not even matching his number, I think the Phillies, okay, 
that could actually do something there. But let's say for the time being, they don't sign Machado. I still think there's a there's a litany of moves that are going to come after this Harper move. I think I, me and John talked about this off air. A guy like Mike Bustakis, okay? I still think he opens up as your third baseman. I still do. I was, I thought the Harper and and uh, Mustakis was the right move. Yeah, I, I that agree. solves yep. the problems. Yes. And I, I'm not with you. I think Machado is not coming here. Uh, it's either 50, the Yankees or the Sox. I don't even think I, it's fifty fifty. Yeah, but you think the Yankees? So you have Didi out there. You you sign Tulu, which I understand is a prove it deal, and you sign Lemayhu. I mean, how I many? Thought the sa- Yankees were out. Yeah, how, how many guys said, are you going to sign? Said, no, I look. I'm just right? going by what I hear. Yeah, I think there's an overload, and they're making all these moves. But I think that's where he wants to go. Oh, he oh, definitely yeah, wants. Yeah, to yeah, go he there. wants to go there, and he wants to be in a huge market, one of the big cities. I'm not not that Philly's, you know, anything. But he's looking at the L.A., the New York, the Chicago. No, and, and, I, and I, I, I get really that. believe it. But unfortunately for him, those guys are out. I, I don't. Sorry, know Sorry, all out. See. I, that's why I, I, I don't still, like man. I still see him <laughs> going to the White Sox. I really do. Uh, yeah, I'm his sure. brother-in-law is there, which is, is why he, I don't think he goes his, there. They signed his. Would uh, you want to go to a, if you're? A, listen, let's keep it real here, okay? And, and and forgive me if I if I hurt anybody's feelings, okay? But uh-oh. professional athletes aren't the most honest husbands and spouses, okay? They're really not. So if you're Manny Machado. Do you really want to go on road trips with your brother-in-law? I'm just curious. So, uh, you, you, I'm just throwing it out there. I'm not saying, you know, what, but I don't think he does. I don't think he wants to go on road trips Are with his brother Are they paying me $30 million a year? I'll go with him then. I don't know, Dave. <laughs> I know you'll go with him. But, hey, we're talking about, we're talking about, you know, Hey, listen, I'm not going to get a note, but everybody knows the point I'm trying to make. Yeah, yeah I, I just, I just don't think he's going to Chicago. I, I, I agree I, with I you. He would have signed already. Yes. They just gave him an eight-year offer. Because they're up. They're trying to drive yeah, the price up. Well, yes. They want 10 years. They didn't want 10 years. Both players want 10 years. Am yeah. I saying it wrong? Or? Bryce, to me, is gonna tw- he's going to get 12. I think he's Bryce gonna get, is going to get 12? I think he's going to get 12. Oh, my God. Yes, because it was thir- if I'm not uh, mistaken, it was 13 years, $325 million for uh, Stanton. And I, I know they want to eclipse that you know that mark. So I think it's going to be somewhere like 12 years and 350. I really do. I think that's going to be the number for Bryce. But Moustakis, I think, would be a, a great addition. And they still the, say... The, the, he, up, he upgrades the defense big time. Yeah, well, definitely. I mean, you're, you're going... So your right side last year, right, was a mix of Kingery. It was mainly Kingery at short for the most part, right? And... Right, my um, Crawford was there for a while. Yeah, but he got hurt. Right, and then it was kind of Kingery. K- Hernandez moved over to second. Kingery was your uh, was your shortstop. Who did we bring in from the uh, the Mets? He played short for a while. Yeah, oh, that was what the trade. Cabrera. Oh, it was yeah. Dubal Guerrero. So he was the trade. So you you had Kingery, then you had Cabrera, right? And Cabrera was a good good. Uh, he was a good defensive uh, shortstop. Yeah, he I, he okay. didn't have the range, but I, I thought he was a decent defensive shortstop. Yeah, he was. And Franco is suspect, right? So now you go Segura and Moustakas. That's a huge upgrade on that side. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. And then at left field, in my opinion, yeah. you have McCutcheon. I think. So here's what I think happens I still think Herrera gets traded. 
I think he gets traded, and I still think your outfield is your left or right. I say left, you go McCutcheon. Center is Roman Quinn. Right field is Bryce Harper, with uh-huh. Nick Williams being your fourth outfielder, who can come in, and I know McCutcheon, you know well as anybody, isn't a center fielder anymore, but he could probably play 30 or 40 games out there. You know you know what? Even right? though, well, look, he wasn't considered a center fielder for the Pirates because they had Marte. Right. I mean, in reality, yes, he was still a, he was a center fielder on all but maybe 10 teams. So he can still do it. Well, that's you know, what I'm it's a matter of what's, what are your options. Right. You know what I mean? So he's, I think he's better than exactly. half. Well, he's better than exactly. half out there. And I like Quinn a lot. I just don't think he could stay healthy. So I think you have a good dynamic there where Nick Williams is a, a really good fourth outfielder. So, you know, you can mix it up out there to give those. It, it'll basically be like a, a, you know, a triangle between Williams, Quinn, and McCutcheon. I, I think that's a great. And you'll probably have a guy like Altair come up. Be the I, like, I like you know? Altair as well, mentioning him. I like, yeah, he I was like up him. and down, yeah. you know, but he went Potentials to the minors. He's a young guy. Yeah, yeah potential's there. Yeah, yeah exactly. So – I, you know, when I, I was everything you just said right, right? there, and I'm it, on board with yeah, that. Yeah, it's exciting, right? Yeah, oh yeah. And then you get to the pitching market, which they still say that the Phillies are still in on Keuchel yeah, and that's Craig huge. Krimble. That's huge. So, are, are you? So, like, I I can't get over the fact. I, and Middleton did say stupid money, but if you just just think about that, if your off season is Gene Segura, Andrew McCutcheon. Bryce Harper, Dallas Keuchel, Craig uh, Craig Kimbrell, and David Robertson, right? I mean, I'm thinking I, I hit a gold mine. I, I, that's a huge upgrade to that team. And Mustakas, right? That's a huge upgrade. Uh, that that team instantly becomes a contender. Uh, you know, that, now you now you have that lefty in in the rotation who who I think you go Nola Keuchel Arietta. And then you fill the back end with two guys. You got young guys at Pivetta. Uh, you know, we'll, we'll see Eflin. If they don't make him a centerpiece for a trade, we'll see what happens. But I think it's an exciting time to be a Philadelphia Philly fan. What do you think? Yeah. I'm ready. You ready, Dave? Yeah, they uh, they just they got to focus on that pitching, though. No. I mean, oh, that's absolutely. Because really, I know all the talks, Harper, and, you know, you, you just went through all the guys they added, but you need a you know you you said Keiko in there I did well it needs to that needs to be there or something needs to be there or, because or a trade you could add Luber, whatever something like but that. You, you need another you could have all the offense you want if all if if you're if all you got is one two and Arietta is your two that's not going to cut it no, you know what I, I mean I can, it's not going to cut it I completely agree I can but yeah agree. it's definitely exciting they're spending the money they're getting the players and what I do like, you know, spending stupid money. If you're doing stupid. that, but, I, that's, but, a, that's a but great stupid saying, money man. to me is Harper and Machado. That's stupid money. Smart money is Harper, Mustakis, Segura, David Roth, Keuchel. Well, Keuchel, Kukul. Yeah, like but whatever. I'm saying, look, spend that money and get yourself five you're players right. where you're you're not. You know what I mean? You're you're getting guys that are un, you know underrated or whatever, and you're getting value for what you're paying them. Wow, ten highest paid players in 2018. They show Jake Arrieta is fourth. Is fourth thirty million. Look where Har- or Trout is. We paid him thirty. We paid Arrieta thirty, and, and Trout's thirty four. And Trout's at thirty four. Wow. How about Jason Hayward? Oh man, at twenty eight. 
28 million. So that they're crazy names on these are crazy names on the top 10. And that's what you know what that's baseball though. Yeah, yeah. Right? That's baseball. Oh, it's also contracts too. Absolutely. Guaranteed contracts. Yep. Uh, yeah, what do you what do you think Bryce's walk-up music will be? I always I always like the walk-up music, you know what I mean? Like, I always I always curious. I wonder if he's going to go like modern day hip hop or like old school rock, like I wonder what, what Meek Mill, is, well, Meek Mill, Dreams and Nightmares, <laughs> Meek Mill. Hey, speaking of uh, what's a good segment into, uh, I want to talk a little music because every now and then through social media you see things pop up, and I thought this was pretty amazing. Uh, Eminem, who in my eyes, and we're gonna get into the top five MCs, in my eyes is the top five MC of all time, had last year had a revival, comes back in 2018 and he sold more records than any other rapper which amazes me here's a guy who comes essentially out of retirement and just takes over the business again he just takes over the business again it's just that just doesn't happen and it's just a tribute listen i'm a huge hip-hop guy i'm a huge culture and music guy and and he's definitely for me in my top five i don't know about you guys i mean is he is he in your top five Probably. I mean, I, I think he definitely deserves to be. Uh, you know, w- when you talk about the number of albums and how he's, he tells a story, right? And that's what I think is great about him. He, you know, it's just not like let me find words that rhyme because I think nowadays the hip hop has changed. I'm not a big fan right now. Nah, I just think it's all about beats and uh, you know, it's really not about telling any story anymore. It's just about let me throw yeah. some shit together. We got a good, and if it's got a good beat, we're good. Which is fine. I'm all about a good beat, but I want to listen to something too. So I think that's why. Not to mention, I can't pronounce. Hey, I don't even know who half the rappers are nowadays. I I'm a '90s yeah, hip hop guy. You know what I mean? I and everybody's been. on everybody else's song, and uh, I hear like the same yeah, voice. I'm yeah, like, I don't even know who this dude is. Exactly. So I just think, you know, I look at when I grew up as opposed to now. I can't see the music that's playing now. I can't see me popping in 20 years from now and say, oh. You know what? I'm jamming that. Whereas now, I can go back 20 years. There, you know? there will be something. Maybe. You know, maybe, there, there's maybe. people at that age that are going to have That's that true. music stick. And yeah, it doesn't seem right. But, but the <laughs> only guy to me that has come back like this has been Jay-Z. You know, Jay-Z went out of retirement and uh, went into retirement, you know, and then he came back with Kingdom Come, which was a great album. And then he just took off again from there. And, you know, just showed that, listen, I, I'm Jay-Z. I'm Hova. I just take over this thing once again. So, for me, I know people may disagree, but he's my number one. And you talk about number one is Jay-Z. So, I want to go, uh, I'm going to give you my top five. And I want to see what you think. Well, my top five, I'm going to go from the bottom up. But I, I, I have a little cheater in here because I have a six. I had to throw in there. And it's a tie, okay? Because I, I want to be... Gender equality here. This is going to be, uh, yeah. This, we're we're going intergender when we talk about this list. Okay. Uh-oh. Yeah. So my number six is a tie between Big Pun and MC Light because MC Light to me. Uh, I thought you were going to go with the ill Nana. No, nah, no Foxy. <laughs> I want the Foxy guy. I was a little Kim guy, but I wasn't no, a Foxy yeah. guy. No Foxy didn't do it for me, but but MC Light was just on another level and 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 she could talk the way she would spit which was amazing to me which I love number 5 is Nas to me he starts the list he told a story uh, on every track he stood the test of time uh he just got better and better and better so 
I love Nas. Biggie number four. How can listen? How can you not have Biggie in your list? I remember the first. Obviously, I was ready to die. Album number one, and then Life After Death is is the one I remember because I remember having my uh, girlfriend at that time because I was a young buck. I was only like sixteen. I was at work, and she would go to ta- she went to Tower Records to to wait in line back then, where you could only when they came out on Tuesdays. It was like I got to get that CD. There was no MP3s, none of that. You had to have a CD. So she stood in line for me. I'll never forget it. And she ran it up. She ran it up to my work for me. That I I ripped that plastic off like it was like Christmas morning. Threw that on, was jamming. I'll, I'll never forget it. It's boning Biggie, Biggie. Oh man, I'd say, oh, yeah. <laughs> so number number four, number three. I put Eminem because Eminem to me is to me by far a top five rapper. Number two has to be Rakim. I think Rakim, the way he, you know, don't sweat the technique. I mean, it just just the way he moves the crowd, it, amazing. Number one, Jay-Z. I, I still think Jay-Z, when you talk about, and not just the uniqueness of his voice, the way he puts a rhyme together, the number of albums on the top chart, a clothing line, a producer, okay? Everything as a whole, the guy just took over the art form, and then, of course, his side, Bay. Beyonce, he 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 won the ultimate prize in my opinion. So he's got to be the goat. So that's my top five. What do you think? I'm going old school cliche. I I, I, old, well, I can't wait. One, one two to me still. Tupac one, Biggie two. I know. Listen, that, I, 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 I that's like, it. Yeah, Tupac wasn't I'll, my list, but he's that in my top ten. But yeah, he he was amazing. I like Jay Z as a lyricist. I, I I don't know. I like Eminem better. I'm going Eminem three. Three. Jay Z. He got he got some good stuff. He got some good stuff. So I I'll stick him four. But then then it gets down to five, and I'm really spent. I mean, you brought up a lot of a lot of good names there. I mean, a lot of names. You got to give me something good. You went food schnickets on me last well, week, so and you I left got, this show with a bang. Right. Right. So I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. Scarface, ooh, I like Scarface. And 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 you know you had your the six, ghetto so boy crew, Scarface, and the other one MC8, MC8. You so went that really bad. That's the, those are that they're, they're tied for five. Wow, I like that. They're tied for five. You know, one guy I don't think it's enough recognition, and I'll say this because he's not thought of as like a gangster rapper is LL Cool J, and I say that because oh yeah, right, he just done nothing but number one not the fact that he doesn't age at all okay but he just sells and sells and sells from movies to shows to sitcoms to albums clone lines i mean god oh, the 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 song he put out the diss to uh against cannabis oh yeah, years dude, ago for, for dude, well oh that's that it was song. cannabis who came out first with yes. second round knockout yes and then it was ll it was yes. four three two one that song still you want to talk about lyrics go listen to the lyrics of that how man. about nas with ether that yeah. was another one that, that was remember the diss tracks were constant back yes. then yep that, that, that was a good time but that, you know that was a really good time man oh man see i, I we could do a whole show on, on hip-hop is, is he here I, I know you're not but are you an eminem guy i like it i i, I do like eminem i i respect i respect everything he's been through and what he's accomplished i do like him I, and going to your point of telling a story yes. and and i talk to my 
15-year-old about his rap music that he listens to compared to what we grew up with. And I say the same thing you just said. I said, these guys told stories. Yeah. And they talked about their life. You talked about Scarface, and Mm -hmm. he's like... Uh, big and t- and still telling stories about the yep. street, yep. about what 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 he dealt with, and and Nas is known for similar stuff, and 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 he's he's up there as if you ask, if you look at, at the the stats or whatever, if you will, Nas is number one rapper. They say that um, Nas gets a lot of <clears throat> a lot of respect, man. I I pers- my top five, Tupac and Biggie are definitely in there. I mean, number one. For me, um, I would probably go with Eminem being number one. Wow. I um, like that. I, hey, man, it's a good that's argument. Three, that's three. It's um, good argument. Big Daddy Kane is in there. Uh, ain't, no, ain't no half-stepping. I mean, and I, I enjoy listening to Ice Cube. Uh, that's another underrated guy right there. So the way he told stories yes. and, and how intelligent, you know, he is about telling the story, to me, they're they're – that's five. That's my five right there. I, I, I'm um, a big cube guy. You know, Big Daddy Kane. I still remember being in my buddy Robbie's bedroom, saying, "You got to listen to this guy." When we didn't even know what rap was, and he puts on a tape, and but, but I'm like, "Ah, Big dude, Daddy Kane." It's it still big blows Daddy my Kane. mind that now you have Ice Cube making movies, and you have Ice T on uh, SVU on, on SVU. He's an undercover like, dude. If, if you ever. Would you have ever imagined yeah. back when they were putting out their hardcore stuff oh, like these yeah. dudes? You got you got like grandmas and stuff yeah. watching them on TV. Yeah, they're like mainstream. Now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. yep. It's a, it's so amazing. what's the commercial with with Ice T and? <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. What is up? What? what were yeah. you sitting in a lawn chair? Yeah, yeah. That's, so yeah. Dude, that's hilarious. That, that is good, man. Ice T. Ice T was like that. Gangster rapper, oh, remember? Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah hardcore. Yeah, he was. He, he just stood there. Wasn't he like a big? He was. Wasn't he like a pimp too? Yeah, was I it think. They and I, and I he did a heavy metal album. Oh yeah, I remember that. Oh, I don't remember yes. that. What That's was crazy. oh the the what was the name of the band? I forget what it was. I'll have to look it up. Yeah. What, oh, I, that's gonna I, kill me. I didn't know that. Yeah. He he. You got me on that one. John's got a face. Yeah, well, know. we'll get it. Continue. I'll, no, I'll no, I, I, li- I like your Ice Cube thing because he was another guy. But two other guys, maybe we only get a couple minutes left, we'll close this out. But two guys I think don't get enough recognition is KRS One, who kind of started this whole thing, and Chuck D from Public Enemy. Oh, I love Chuck right? D. Right? How can you not? He always he had talk, a Philly right? cap on. Oh, man. Hey, talk about telling a story, uh, uh, man. Yeah. Chuck D was. His voice, was, his oh. voice like, was. Uh, so it resonated in, oh. in you. It was uh, no doubt. Yeah, I lo- I love Chuck uh, Dig too. Listen, man, we could talk. I mean, Body I, uh, count, but when I thought that was a movie. Body count. No, that was that was Ice that was Ice T's. Yeah, me- metal group. Wow, yep. I, I can't see Ice T doing metal. It, it was pretty fun. I remember the song Colors. Remember the song Colors? Yeah, that OG original gangster. That was from at uh, the New Jack City soundtrack. New Jack City and my my brother's keeper. Uh. Yes, I am. <laughs> So you brought up movie. Chuck D, Public Enemy. Yep. Um, when they did the mix with Anthrax. Oh, that, yeah. Metal. I do yep. remember. That was good. That was fun. That I was do lot, remember that. Was, that. that was cool. That was uh, Bring the Noise, right? Oh, yeah. Great Bring song. Bring the Noise. Great song. Yeah, that was good. Yeah. 911 is a joke. Remember? You got Flavor Flay with the big clock. Yeah, yeah boy. boy. Oh, that, yo, that was pretty good. On that note, we're out of here. So we're going we're gonna to sign off. I hope you liked it, the little intervention. Uh, I shouldn't say intervention, but the little inclusion of our uh, 90s hip-hop talk. 
But uh, again, thanks for listening to us on another Wednesday episode here, the Heat Ratio Podcast, uh, for your host, Tony Cotillo at Cotillo 23 Mr. John Coker at PGH John 36 and Mr. Dave Coach Dixon at Coach Dixon 365 Listen, uh, YouTube page, the Heat Ratio, check it out. Instagram at the Heat Ratio, Twitter at the Heat Ratio. Give us a listen, give us a follow, give us a rating. We out, we'll see you next week.